I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We missed you. And we're happy to see you again. Today is Thursday, July 22nd. And we're doing something a little different this time. We're doing a Euros recap. We're going, we're going international. We're going to fly around, see all the, uh, check in on all the countries who participated in the tournament. And then we're going to do a little transfer summer. How'd you do? What's your grade? We'll take it back to Crowley's classroom, give some of the latest deals from around Europe, our grade, and then we'll do some speculating of our own. Pat, you've always fancied yourself a Sun journalist. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, not one. I don't need an Oscar movie, James. I need something that's going to take me for a ride. You know, shout out Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So if The Sun's going to take me on a journey, <laughs> Daily Mirror is going to let me believe uh, that not just Locatelli, but the whole kit and caboodle are coming to Arsenal, then let, me, you- let me ride that high for a bit. Did you take that verbatim from uh, the Jungle Ride uh, press junket? Was that a... <laughs> no, that no, Dwayne... so I've, I've toned back my, um, my, my rock fandom. I no longer watch his, his press tours. Just, just final pieces, final content. You know, so Just I'm the motion not... pictures in theaters. I actually did watch him on Entertainment Tonight the other day. Uh, okay, so immediately. It was on... Off. Yeah, but it was on before The Bachelorette, so it wasn't like I was watching it for that, you know? It was just kind of circumstantial. Mm-hmm. It was a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had plenty of those. Okay. All right, well, then we'll round out with the Summer Roundtable series. I'm going to completely ignore that. We're doing something a little different this time. We're doing something a little different this time. <laughs> and we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it close to our chest. Um, and you'll just have to hear it on air and let us know what you think. But, Patrick, let's kick it off. I say this begrudgingly and with a deep heart, sorrow heart, but it appears, according to events, that it's, it's, it's in fact coming Rome. It went Rome. It's not, you know. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 it's like a here we go soon. It's in Rome. I guess, yeah, I guess it is back. I guess Benucci and Chiellini took a picture eating pasta with it, so I think that's pretty much the nail in the coffin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're really leaning in. Uh, now they're saying Donnarumma's foot was off the line. <laughs> you know what? Anything to save my sweet chili at this point. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it was it was. Uh, uh-huh. um, I I would say yeah. As 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 much as it probably pains you, uh, looking at the tournament at face value, it deserve a champion for me. You know, best team won, right? It yeah, does. I, think so. I was able to. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it. I, I, I have my regrets for how the team played on the day. You know, I think if we approached the game differently, mano a mano, I think we we could have done them on a different day. But holistically, sure, sure. you look at the tournament start to finish as far as entertainment value, value for the result, um, the way each and every player on that squad seemed to contribute, you got to give them their due. I think it was well-earned. Man- Mancini's a hell of a coach, if that wasn't already evident from... Yeah. Uh, from his time with Manchester City. They had a tough uh, road in as but, well. 
mm-hmm. through um, through Belgium, Spain on their mm-hmm. way up as well. So, yeah, no, I mean it was it's it was a, it was an Italian side that's not um, what is that the help me with my pronunciation the Catanasio the Catanasio 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 the Catanasio that we no seen it's not past. it's not the it's not the Italy side you're used to you're right where they right. where they bore you to death and then and then break it break out on you yeah they had they have some exciting players uh, Chiesa's out of this world for me uh, he's he's a real exciting kid a lot mm-hmm. of ambition. Uh, Locatelli, obviously, we mentioned him. He's making some noise. And then, you know, just the – I don't necessarily say that I find them a particularly, like, likable team. But, man, the passion they have, the anthem, you know, there's something about – like, you know they're playing for their country and they're playing for their badge mm-hmm. and they're putting it on the line. So, mm-hmm. and I'd be remiss them, if I didn't. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the grand old ladies, the two at the back, Bonucci Chiellini. Yeah, legends. Um, Legends, yeah, and they've been goaded for that performance. I don't. I mean, I they're think, always be yeah. a tier below Sir Cannavaro, obviously, and uh, and maybe even you know Maldini, probably Maldini. Uh, yeah, they'll, perhaps they'll Maldini, perhaps experts debate. Uh, but they're they're um, yeah, they, they're they're going to be enshrined in, in Italian folklore as far as, far as football goes. That's mm-hmm. a, one of my one of my favorite like the, stats. Favorite stats from the tournament is uh, Chiellini didn't get dribbled past. I think it was. I don't know if it was in the knockout rounds or in the in the entire tournament. Oh, yeah. And then the both of Q- them. The both of them. Oh they? right, as a team, they didn't get dribbled past. And then cue the picture of him ripping the collar off Sokka's shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I guess technically he just call it a foul. It's a foul. It doesn't old, count. Yeah, the Patrick Crowley uh, defense well, philosophy, circa two thousand eight. The ball can pass you. The man can mm-hmm. pass you. But they can't yeah, both well, pass you. Exactly, and some say you learned to the it from Italians, me. and not to not to turn it around. But uh, I'll say this: heavy is the heart that wears the crown of biggest soccer podcast in America. Um, that's what others say; it's not what we say. Because I more or less had an invisible target, or I guess you could say invisible shirt on my back as a podcast host that said, "Ask me about England losing the finals on the PKs." Because mm-hmm. I think there's this phenomenon that happens, Patrick, uh, when soccer goes mainstream in America. And it's usually during the World Cup, or in this case in the Euros, where your extended circle become casual observers and talk about games with you in the same casual offhanded manner with which they view it. So sure. to paint a picture for you, it's, uh, it's one of my buddies who's not really a soccer guy texting me mere 10 minutes after the PKs. Wow, England really blew it. What a choke job, lol. Uh, <laughs> one of my one of my coworkers, creative director. Hey, man, sorry, England sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um... you gotta wear it. You you just you just gotta wear it. But I almost do want to go back on our mission statement, which I believe was to make soccer more popular in the United States. I don't think I want that. I don't know if I want that. Yeah, you see, the stakes just are never that high for me, so I'm I'm still on board. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think it's. I'm not yet at the point where where I can be adversely affected by that. Like I was relating. I don't know. I was on when it got to the semifinals and obviously the final. I was on a bit of a a wave of thinking about experiences I've had like this in my lifetime. And obviously, Manchester United is a different beast because you deal with so much success. Not lately, obviously, but um. Having been in new territory, I th- I keep thinking about what you said about. Uh, well, now the Washington football team where it's like, 
how would you react if your team won the Super Bowl or were in the or was in the Super Bowl and you're like, I don't know, I've never been there. So it was a lot of learning about yourself along the way. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know, it, it, we'll, we'll we we obviously I think we're, 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 we we skew towards the English game, of course. So you know, I think a, a natural transition, and I think that you know this. Uh, you know, there you know some of the antics of the fans, notwithstanding. You know, this England team was one that uh, I think beat beat some beat some of the old demons uh, of of you know three lines past, mm-hmm. if you will. Whether that was well, obviously making the final, uh, it's something that sides that you have to say you know player by player were were more talented uh, and probably should have gotten more out of. They 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 did that. Uh, I think that they they were able to kind of put those club rivalries and all that kind of stuff to the side, which I do think plagued those teams of the late nineties, early two thousands where England had another generation you thought should have you know, come home with something. And I think on the field players, mentality, vibe, all that kind of stuff, they seemed a real likable bunch. Uh, and, and I think that they won, they won over a lot of hearts uh, in England. I don't think that they're um, the majority, well, I shouldn't say the majority, but the, well, the vocal minority of their fans um, one one over hearts elsewhere. I think they're no. Really happy I think to see England lose due to semantics, but I think that's the duality of this English team, and it and it it had such a um, such a positive vibe and outlook on the team the entire summer, and that's just a testament to what Southgate's built. Like you look at these teams, like you said, who are of different club allegiances, who all seem like they're part of this family, and play for each other and you know this this is the summer of the the shirt not weighing anything anymore you know people mm-hmm. used to crumble putting that shirt on and now they go out and enjoy it and that's all been part of the sort of psychological offensive that Southgate's enlisted people to to enact with these players um but there's this duality with the team where i think you may, I, I heard pundits even outside of england say you know this this english english team even though it's not flashy you know it's not as impressive as the Italians were with the way their style of play. Um, they're really impressive with how they handle moments and that likability factor, like you said. It was it was very hard to dislike this English team, which is not true of teams in the past. You know, like Rooney's outbursts and Fabio Capello's sort of like you like authoritarian managership or um yeah. or you John know, Terry existing. Or John Terry being there. In the in the presence of the Ferdinand brothers, um, it, yeah, it, it it you can go on and on about it, and then you match that, you know, for anyone, for anyone English who thought, how could people dislike this team, <laughs> you know, because you you're living in such this feel good bubble. There's there was almost the nuke that came down, and you know, I shouldn't say it as a joke because it was really unsavory from start to finish, but the nuke of oh this is this is what's up with england where you've got the scenes at wembley and people bursting in and attacking people left right and center and just causing an entire sort of riot based atmosphere to obviously what what has kind of become the bigger news story and the saddest news story where three incredibly brave black players stepped up to take these pressure penalties Missed them, Rashford, Sancho, Saka. And then, of course, the moment I think everyone with a brain who's on social media knows the moment 
you mess up, you're no longer loved. You're no longer longer appreciated, and you, you you face the wrath of these idiots on social media. So, a really a really cruel end to what was a, an amazing story for the summer, and it was it it helped everyone kind of forget about their club allegiances for a while and just get behind the club. I mean, behind the the national team. Sure, yeah. I mean, you saw you saw it all over the place. You know, rivalries that yeah, if 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 um you know, killed these, these sides in the past. And, um, you know, even, even just after the fact, I'm not English, uh, you know, obviously rooting for, rooting for soccer, rooting for the English team in that, in that game. And, you know, it, you know, did, it did, it was a cool moment, I think, to see, you know, Captain Harry Kane, you know, consoling, consoling Bakayo Saka, you know, that's just a, uh, you know, country over club is something that I've mm-hmm. always as a fan kind of believed in. And, uh, even going into, you know, when you're when you felt like you were playing for your country, like in high school and shit, yeah. like that, was, that was more important. Yeah, than the yeah. club. Like the you know the, the, the one the, you the, the one you don't get paid for, right? Exactly. Uh, and 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 I think the one that you, sh- you have a little bit more pride in, right? That's your home. And 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 yeah. so yeah, even even you know, obviously there's the homegrown kids and all that, but I think that's still even a little bit different. Uh, and so I I I love seeing that just in general, like the you know whether it's the nationalism, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, just seeing that kind of transcend, but. Of course, I mean, I think Saka said it in his statement. I'm sure, I'm, I'm not recalling Sancho's statement. I know Rashford said in his statement, it was basically, you know, the second they miss that penalty, they know exactly what's going to happen. And, of course, we're speaking about, uh, you know, what, what seems to be a vocal minority, but still a, a, an unacceptable amount of racist abuse uh, mm-hmm. on these poor kids, you know, social media accounts. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure there's much of a solution outside of these corporations changing the way they do things. And so I'm, I'm, I was appreciative of um, the support that was given to, you know, all three of these guys. And, and this, we highlight these three, but let's, this isn't an isolated incident. Like Raheem Sterling gets drugged through the coals for basically putting the English team on his back uh, through the group stages, or maybe not through the group stages, but playing, playing out of his skin for a little bit, uh, being someone mm-hmm. that's scoring goals, which in a tournament style setting is, Mm-hmm. That's what matters. It doesn't matter how pretty it is, um, but he's being you know raked through the coals. And Harry Kane, who really didn't produce until the knockout stages where he was excellent, was mm-hmm. you know still being kind of held to this high standard. So it's not yeah, man. it's not anything new. Uh, yeah. I think we've even seen like uh, you know Sterling buying his mom a home. I think was ridiculed. Whereas and they you know, they propped it right up next to Foden the the news coverage of Foden buying his mom a home. And you right. know, that's, that's no that's no knock against Foden, but it's just well, the, of the, the yeah. apples to apples comparison. It's just yeah, it's the duality of it, right? And, and I think and um, there's the they'll they'll say you know when you when you score the penalty you're English, when you miss it you're black. That's kind of what uh, they've that, that's exactly. the thread that I've been seeing exactly. going around, and that's again it's not new, not unique to England, and it's it's something that you know I think without the advent of social media would be a lot easier to quell, uh, but you know you have to think. You know, I, th- I think these the, these three guys, you know, uh, and this isn't a knock against Sancho. I just don't know enough about him yet. But I think Rashford and Saka certainly have the character and the mentality to become stronger from it. I think Sancho is likely to. I, I just literally don't know enough mm-hmm. about him to know, uh, you know, how strong the character he's got. But, you know, I have to think for, um, I mean, you know, Patrick, the, the it's a shame. loaned out to like Eastern Europe and he's never going to be a first teamer in the Premier League. Like, what does that do to his mentality? You know, who? Yeah. this is just, just something that... Uh, yeah, you know I got some ideas on how to fix it, but oh, I know you do. It. I know you yeah. do, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy into that yet. That'll be for not quite conspiracy pod, 
but it'll be it'll be the intermediary of uh entrepreneur company. pod entrepreneur yeah. pod exactly entrepreneur exactly pod. Yeah. yeah 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 well no it was it was a shame bitter end you know obviously coming off the game on sunday um it was it was the mixed emotions of being so sad with the way it ended deal like watching everything unfold on social media and the, and the backlash and then trying to find the moments of, of, of levity to look back on how amazing the summer was. And that's, right. you know, as an England fan, being able to be proud of the players and of the manager and of progress, you know, seeing something I've never seen in my entire lifetime, seeing something that people haven't seen, the older generations haven't seen since 1966. You know, it, it, it's a really encouraging launch pad for the World Cup, despite being a sad finish. And then looking beyond the English perspective, how amazing of a tournament was it was in general. Um, and and it, it, I think it was well worth the wait, even though we're, people yeah. were still confused about calling it Euro 2020. I got a lot of text about that, too. I don't think yeah. people were able to really compute that. Here's the thing. Like... They could have just called it Euro 2021. They they wanted to do that so like in the history books it didn't look like they did a five year and a three year gap. But exactly, yes. You could have just yes. put 2020, and no one in 20 years would ever even notice or care, except for the weirdo would be. Do you actually know that they played that one in 2021? They could have just put that in there. Instead, they had to confuse everybody in real time over what it's branding. It's protecting the yeah. brand, Patrick. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Some no, Bladder's got his dirty little hands all over this one. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Let's go through some of the memorable moments. I've got a few written down. I'm sure you do too. Start to finish. There's some really amazing stories in here. And some that we can just have a good laugh about. Mm-hmm. So why don't I get the festivity started? One that comes to mind for me is the rise and fall and rise again and fall again of Alvaro Morata. It was uh, It was incredible. He's he's like he like did Fernando Torres's entire career in this tournament. He just kind mm-hmm. of just but in a crunched did. timeline. Yeah, and he I mean he, God this he he's a tricky one. He's a tricky one. He's I mean there are a lot of forwards who like you know they don't quite have it all the all all the time. I do also think this Spain side's lacking a little bit, but they scored a decent amount of goals. They weren't lacking. I think service. I'm gonna dub it. I think I'm going to dub it the Morata paradox. First off, he scored three goals in the tournament. Golden Boot got five. So he, he, you know, he contributed leading that line. But yeah. obviously, he's not entirely there when you count on him. He, he missed a very crucial penalty to get them knocked out against Italy. Uh, and I think this paradox exists in the sense that when you expect something of him, he's always going to let you down. And when you forget about him... He'll, in turn, score the goal against Italy that even brought them to extra time in a moment of pretty awesome one-two play, like one of the goals right. of the tournament. Really? Yeah, it's a mind. brilliant, brilliant passage. Um, so, it, 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 you know, taking a little bit of the piss out of him because he used to be a Chelsea player, it, it's just such an amazing, like, Haley's Comet hurtling past the earth watching Murata rise and fall in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 just one of those guys, man. I'm not I'm not a big Murata fan, and also he had like a weird like swag to him this tournament. I don't know if you like noticed that. Like he would. Oh, he's, he's got that entitlement, like a, which makes it easy yeah. to to kind of dislike him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every and he just 
you know, he, he he's like I I love these these types of attackers. Like every time they get the ball taken off of them, they're a hundred percent convinced they've been fouled. Like he's never lost the ball from a fair mm-hmm. challenge. I don't think ever in his life. And the Chris Paul eyes. of the Chris Paul of the soccer world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't think of a better comparison. <laughs> Recency buys. <laughs> yeah. Fresh off the finals. <laughs> Not a big CP3 fan. Uh-uh. Uh, all right. What you got for me, Patrick? Well, I feel like Denmark kind of stood out uh, for a few things. Not sure if that's on yeah. your list, but... Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's there. That's there. We can 100% talk. We, should, we can and should 100% talk about Denmark. Yes. So, obviously, uh, we talked about this. We briefly talked about this on our last podcast, I believe. Uh, but, yeah, Christian Eriksen, obviously, let's, let's, let's get that sorted. Um, I thankfully didn't have to watch it live, but James, I think for you, probably one of the more harrowing things you've had to watch live as far as at least a... You know, something that's happened on a football field and in well, it was weird. I, I tuned in probably a minute after it happened. So I turned on the TV, the game was stopped, and obviously they're not showing replays of that thing as much as ESPN probably wanted to. I think someone up there, you know, put the put their foot down. But um yeah, it, you you only hear the descriptions and see the reactions of people, which almost paints its own picture, and it was one of those moments where you kind of like, it's like a stop and reflect about the importance of the game versus life in general, which is such a weird feeling to have when you wake up thinking you're just going to go watch Denmark versus Finland in the opening game of the Euros, you know? Yeah. Um, It was just like a, let me throw this thing on and see what's good kind of game. Not even like an excitable matchup and right. And then instead you're, you're faced with just those little stories of like, humans acting as heroes out on the field, you know, with the emergency responders and Seaman care, like calming down his wife and obviously Casper Schmeichel yet again, being a stand up guy. Yeah. Um, even, even the bold fraud, Anthony Taylor, he was on the job that day and he, um, I think he used to be applauded uh, with his quick, quick reaction. There was no, there was no delay in him bringing the medical staff onto the field. It was just, ooh. yeah, it was one of those, is this, some, not, is this a thawing of the relations between you and Anthony Taylor? No, no, but I can, I can still, um, it's, it's, you know, think about Mason Mount. I can, I can acknowledge, I can acknowledge, um, that I've been wrong about certain things. And in this instance, Anthony Taylor knocked it out of the park. Um, uh, and mm. I think that th- this is, this is not, um, uh, this was not really a memorable moment, but I think it's worth noting, um, Michael Oliver and Anthony Taylor were both better with VAR in this tournament. Problem ain't the mm-hmm. VAR. Problems mm-hmm. probably partly the officials, but it's the it's the FA. That's our that's the target. That's the target. That's who we're going mm-hmm. for. Uh, the one without a face. Yeah. Oh, we'll get him one day, James. Um, but t- did you not go back in and watch the the video of Erickson? Did you have you not seen? Did you not see I've it? I've not seen it. I've not seen the raw footage of it. But it sounds went, like you have. Yeah, I went back. I was just too curious. Uh, sure. To 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 not see that and. Yeah, I mean, it was knowing knowing that he was, uh, you know, alive and well, well being relative, of course, but alive and well when I watched the video, I think limited kind of the impact of it. But it was, yeah, I mean, you just watch, you know, quite literally his body stop working and him collapse. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like a mm-hmm. slow, like, stumbling and him realizing it. It was just like, you know, the lights, you know, switched off for a second, you know, uh, yeah, obviously more than a second. But it was, yeah, it was... 
you don't see it, right? It was just such a, it was, it was such a strange, strange thing. And, you know, thankfully, yes, those heroic stories, you know, I mean, I, I never know what is um, kind of sensationalist news, but it seemed like this was not far away from being, you know, a, an incredibly tragic story. Uh, mm-hmm. So huge credit to those, obviously, that kind of, you know, br- I mean, quite literally, maybe brought him even back to life. Acted I don't, I don't on know. Their the, feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then let's you know not downplay that as a as, as as something that happens. But they're forced to go play the game, finish the game same day. That lose. I'm sure was Anthony Taylor's decision. Then the next game, yes, lose. Then they go play Belgium, and I thought they scored very quickly in that game. I thought they had a good showing, but they're just outclassed by a better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we think, okay, you know, their run is over. Absolutely. You know, it, it, I remember thinking like, well, what do you expect from this team? You know, when they were down in a hole of two straight losses, one game left. It's like, you just got to let them go home. You know, you almost took pity on them having to play that last game. And then, boy. Yeah, yeah. And remember, all, all of this is happening in, uh, in Copenhagen, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, be- I believe they played all of their group stage games in Copenhagen. You might be so, right, yeah. Yeah, and so they, they're doing this in front of their home fans. They get back out there. I believe it was Russia. They just mopped the floor with them. Maybe it's yeah. another, another team, but I, I believe it was Russia. Mopped the floor with them. They get into the group stage. I think they ended up finishing actually second in the group uh, after having zero points through two games. Mm-hmm. Get a good draw. Let's, 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 let's be fair to it. Get a good draw into the, uh, into the semifinal, and they put on... They put on a show. Uh, their quarterfinal game, or not their quarterfinal game, their their round of sixteen game. Uh, they lit it up, and then against, against Wales, right? Wales, and then and Ukraine, then Czech Republic, Czech, Czech Republic. Republic, Czech Republic. You're right. You were Czech Republic, um, and they 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 just looked like they had this um, fully in command. I, it, it was, it, but it was like one of those things where like you knew that they were like all like collectively playing out of their skin. It wasn't like a, you know, they, they were just scoring bangers. It was just, it was clicking. And it was incredible mm. to watch. It was fun to watch. Uh, and then obviously they lost to, to England. But uh, what a magical run. I think that that, that team, you mentioned um, yeah. Schmeichel. Uh, obviously, it, it's a, that name might as well be royalty in that country at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's, f- find me a more likable and I think re- like upstanding player in the prem. I I don't think you can do it. I really don't. He's he's everything possible is dislike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything I think my I, favorite I think my favorite on that run Patrick was actually the group stage game against Russia cuz it was like the exercising of the demons in the moment where they stop looking back in self-pity and just like right. How how sad the story's been and they kind of galvanized themselves and said, okay, we're going to play. We're going to do it for the country. We're going to do it for Ericsson. We're going to do it for ourselves. And lit up Russia, who had the pathway ahead of them into the round of 16 themselves. They're no slouches. You know, they weren't like mm-hmm. a walkover team, like maybe Finland should have been. And they just lit them up. It was like the the Andreas Christensen banger, like Damsgaard announcing himself. Oh, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. One of the best games. Yeah. Yeah. So their run... Their run stood out to me um, a bit. I say another quick one: the old, the old group of death. We're wondering who's going to go and go and win the World Cup mm, or win, the, win the Euro, and none of them even make the quarterfinal. Between Germany, right. Portugal, and right. France, they were all done in the in the round of sixteen. They all made it through and lost. All of them made it through games. and then lost. 
Oh, well, the yeah, hearing was interesting. That. that was the group that we were all, especially France, of course. Uh, but that was the group that everyone had their eyes on. Who's going to get out of this? All three of them get out. Mm-hmm. Man, going into the, some pretty yeah. strange periods of transition for each of those three teams. Some big decisions to make. Yeah, yeah. I got some thoughts on. Well, France and Germany, the the two, you know, but Portugal. It's yeah. I, we'll see what happens yeah. next year. Right, you'll see. All right. Nothing's well, on the on the group of death teams, Patrick, and maybe this one's a little close to my heart. Uh, I have Thomas Muller bearing down on Jordan Pickford to just bury his breakaway chance and bring the score back to a cruel Germany one, England one, after Raheem Sterling goal scorer just gave the ball away inexplicably. It's like a story you've seen played out so many times. In reality, in your mind, you've all read the script. You know how it's going to go. It's Thomas Muller. The way in which he delivers punchlines is... It's the stuff of nightmares. It's the stuff of nightmares. This guy is a cold-blooded killer. He has no time for these things. And he slots it wide of the post. And that, to me, was the first moment where I was like... Things are, things are changing. You know, the, the winds of change are really here. It started mm. with the... Uh, with beating Colombia on penalties in 2018, and then this was the next, you know, you talked about it being a summer of slain demons. This Mueller miss really stood out to me as one of those, like, holy shit. Like, this doesn't happen. Like, this kind of stuff doesn't happen in England. Right, right. It was amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's fair. Uh, You know, I think we're also looking at Germany. That's a, um, they're in this weird um, kind of passing of the guard, so to speak, where you got the, Spain went through this in Brazil 2014, I believe, when they're you know coming off their greatest generation, in my uh-huh. opinion. And I don't really think that's a controversial opinion. Uh, no. I, I think it's actually an indisputable fact. But <laughs> in my opinion, Spain in 2010 are you waiting? Are you waiting good. for me to argue with you? <laughs> James, do you care to challenge me on that? Uh, it's a fact, Patrick. <laughs> it's just a fact. Uh... Uh, and so they, they, we saw that, right? They didn't really have, they had, you know, for me, this is, and I think that's where England has, is kind of, you know, England doesn't really have that older crop of players that have been with the national team forever the way that. No, they're uh, on their young, young uptick. Right, right. But, you know, we've seen that before where, you know, you have a tough time letting go of, um, you know, whether it's Thomas Mueller, whether it's, uh you know, Jerome Boateng, I think, still is he still playing on that team? Mm, no, maybe so. not. Matt Hummels, yeah. that's what I'm Hummels, thinking about. Hummels, Hummels had a decent tournament, but I, I get your yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like like for me, you know, I mean, like uh, what's his name? Gosens. Gosens was mm-hmm. incredible in this uh, tournament. I mean, Serge Narby got Narby. Like, love the kid. Obviously, former Arsenal guy, but he's your number ten. He's starting up top for you. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, you got Leroy Sané on the bench. You got uh, Gundogan, who's coming off of an absolute world-beater season on the bench. You're telling me he can't get in ahead of, you know, Leon Goretzka, Tony Cruz. You know, I I think they're just afraid to move on because they have such clear quality across the board. Right. But it's it's, putting Josh Kimmich on the wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And that's the thing. I think that, um, you know, Southgate has his his, – Fair, fair critique or fair criticisms 
or you, you can critique him fairly, however you want to say it. Um, but he stuck to his guns. That Calvin Calvin Phillips Declan Rice double pivot, uh, not gonna not gonna rattle dazzle, but it was kind of an anchor to what he he wanted to to do and how how to be successful, and it got him very mm-hmm. far. And I think just you know, I, I and, and Joachim Lowe, I think is. Um, he was living on borrowed time, for, at least for this tournament. Maybe even a previous yeah. a previous he picked, tournament. He picked one too many boogers. I think it was yeah. time to take a seat. Well, I think he picked a fair amount of boogers. It's just the ones that you just can't. You like you can't eat your boogers on the sideline, bro. Like there's so many places to eat your boogers. You can be you can be forgiven for a booger flick. Yeah, you can be like, okay. I mean, he doesn't I mean, have that's... a tissue. He's right there. Mister Mister Flick can... himself, the heir yeah. apparent. It's just it's a. Uh... It's a baffling move, is what it is. It blows my mind because he's no, like he's mo- eaten multiple boogers on multiple sidelines, <laughs> and he's won a World yeah. Cup. Yeah, like the Venn diagram of booger eaters and World Cup winning managers. It probably just is just Yoakim Lowe. I, I think it's just a picture. It's just a picture of Yogi Lowe, <laughs> and it's like the booger eater side, and then the World Cup manager side. Like, wait, why is this a graph? And it's like, well, it's like, what, what's what's Vincente Del Bosque doing here? <laughs> all right patrick oh. I, I got a, i got a few more quick ones uh another one for me is just turkey being absolute ass like <laughs> i read a lot of articles about them being dark horses i'm glad i didn't have them going that far in my bracket but good god were they bad i don't think they i think they scored one goal and that might be yeah. i might be um giving them too much credit because I'm not sure. And they had a they had a pretty good run up too before like their their friendly season was was their friendlies were good. They were playing high quality teams, getting results. You know, they seemed and, and obviously I I, I rate Soyuncu and I'm like, oh that's good enough for me. Uh you know, so I I, I agree. Blown they away. Beat, and they were also a team that's performed well in Euros past. I believe tw- two thousand eight they had quite an impressive run, maybe even to the semifinals. To um to paint that in a different light, or to give that some credence, Patrick, in their World Cup qualifiers in the spring leading up to the tournament, they beat the Netherlands 4-2, and they mm-hmm. beat a Norway team with Erling Holland and your, or former, Odegaard, uh, 3-0. So, yeah, not for nothing. They, they came in decently hot. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm just trying to figure out how they got themselves sorted in some of these other tournaments. Was I right? Yeah, they finished... Uh, what was it? Yeah, they finished. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they finished third or what. I don't know how they. they didn't, I guess they don't do a third place game, but they lost the semifinals to Germany in two thousand eight, and that was the, mm-hmm. that was the year they had a couple of those crazy group stage games. I don't know if you quite quite remember, but they put on put on a show against Switzerland. They scored in ninety plus two there. They scored mm-hmm. an eighty seventh and eighty. Ninth minute goal to win against Czech Republic in their final group stage game. So yeah, I was I was backing them based on, uh, you know, Yara Turan coming up and you know I, nothing really. But yeah, yeah, they were ass. They were hot ass. Oh yeah. You know what else? I wrote two de- things down here, and I, I I think I had bigger points that I forgot. One we kind of touched on. It's a mostly boring group stage, uh, and it, I think it's just there's too many teams that you know, add, add a couple more groups if you want to go to a a round of sixteen. Or, you know, maybe put in some buys or something. I just think there's too many teams getting through. You know, we had a couple fun, you know, match match threes. But it just, the stakes felt a little low to me in the group stage. Yeah, because the formality. There was too no many one, people was no were big side that Yeah, no no big side fell off. You know, all the big sides got through. 
I um, agree with you. Uh, uh, one complaint of mine, as, as as much as I enjoyed the tournament, was was that exactly. I don't think there should be a third place. You know, in the words of Andy S'more, let's not award reward mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would it be? We got six groups. Top three going. I I wouldn't even hate a buy system where you give the you give a benefit get a reward to people who are who are in the top four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or just throw in mm-hmm. a couple more teams. Like I don't, I wouldn't give a shit. Throw two more groups in there. What's eight more teams gonna do? Yeah, why not two more groups and the top two go through? That's bada bing right. bada boom. Like what's the yeah, what's the problem with seeing like North North Macedonia was a hell of a lot of fun to root for. And you knew it wasn't gonna happen, but you know, they were still fun to to root for, uh, and yeah. throw in a couple more. I like having them around. Those types of teams. Yeah, yeah. And I get you want to keep exclusivity, but you can't keep exclusivity at the door and then let everybody go up to the bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to keep that in line. Uh, I also uh, wrote. Okay. Um, are you? I I wrote this as a statement, but I'll ask it as, as, as a question. Uh, are we okay to label um, this generation of Belgium losers? I think we have to. Yeah, I think, I think their ship to. is. I think the ship is sailed. Do you think they're going to bring back? Do you think they're going to wheel in the Rat Pack for the next World Cup? I think the World like, Cup is the last, the last hurrah. And then you think they're going to give it because they're not going to win. I mean, check this tape and you know, come back and light me up on social media if that happens. But you, I you, think that they've had De enough. De Bruyne will for sure still be good. Lukaku will for, will for sure still be good. Hard to see if Eden Hazard is going to make that team. Um, I don't know if you have fit in the fit in the pants next time. Right, seeing that boy's eating but, everything at the buffet. Corn yeah, fed. But, yeah, I, I feel like he just like he he like got Christian Bale's or not Christian Bale, <laughs> Gareth Bale's locker at, at Real Madrid, and he I just thought you were going to make things. a comparison to Christian Bale preparing for roles and like dropping or gaining drastic weight. I thought that's what well. You're let's going just say, that. yeah, yeah. If he's got to go, um, he should watch the fighter, and then maybe he'll be pretty decent shape next year. But he, head he, body, he basically body. wonder if he just like reading the uh, re- like Gareth Bale's like manifesto of like how to maximize your your payout per minute at Real Madrid, and he's like, this mm-hmm. sounds like a genius mm-hmm. plan. Uh, cover a FIFA check, get chonk like... check, piss off Zidane check. Uh, but you know the thing that he didn't realize is you know Bale always kept Wales first. You know he didn't he didn't let let the country go. He always puts on for the squad uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to the country time. But mm-hmm. you know yeah Belgium I, they're I gonna think... walk out. They're they're like I find it hard to imagine De Bruyne, Lukaku, probably Mer- even Outer Wilds and at the Vertonghen. End of it. Yeah, right. Um, the defense too. Jeez. Courtois. Yeah, Mertens. Like I find it hard to believe that they don't get one more go of that before making it like Tielemans team or something. Uh, you know, I I don't even know who that was. I, that, that's just the first name I could think mm-hmm. of. But they, they had a. I feel like they had somebody else. Um, Doku. Doku was pretty impressive. I never heard. Yeah, of that he's on the. He's, yeah, he's on the come up, and you know. Yeah, yeah like, I think we'll start saying, to like, see more good Belgian Belgian players emerge. But you're right; they're definitely going to be like a sport viable meme in five years of like, how did this team not win anything? You know, it's just the pictures. Right. Of, yeah. No. I. I, I, I. They'll they'll give it one more go because I think that they'll they'll feel like the next um, this World Cup is going to be their last. Mm-hmm. 
their last mm-hmm. chance at it. And so, I mean, De Bruyne will be, I think, 32, 33. Lukaku's probably similar, Hazard up there as well. It's just, this is it for that generation. And, I mean, it would be cool to see him do it. But I, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you. I don't think that they're going to do it. 2014 was meant to be their, you know, announcement. I was expecting a lot more of them out of 2018. And then, of course, this tournament as well. And they right. just, they didn't deliver. So I think that... I mean, 20, Deliver one of the best goals excellent. of all time and bounce, right, Patrick? Not one of, James. Not one of. The seminal Experts moment. debate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got two more quick ones for you. Uh, Chiellini messing with Jordi Alba during the Spain panel, uh, Spain-Italy penalty. You big dog them. Oh, you hate to see it, but you, you also love to see it at the same time. Dude, it was the comparison of like picking up your little brother and giving him a noogie in front of millions uh, of people. He just completely emasculated every Spaniard. In that Jordi moment. Alba was as equally uncomfortable as he was scared. Legend has it, uh, Sergio Ramos launched a cleat right through his television from home when he saw that. <laughs> Broke straight through it. The truer words have never been spoken, but he would not have done that with Sergio Ramos. And I'm not trying to turn that into yeah, like, no. you should have taken Ramos to the tournament, made him captain, because Spain were semifinalists. You know, they did fine. But... He would they not have done have taken, that to Sergio Ramos. <laughs> I, I, the, the, you take Sergio Ramos. He's a fucking winner. You take Sergio Ramos to a tournament. I don't care if he can't walk. That was a dumbass decision. Yeah. You, have, you have so many people. I mean, that now that we're on play. it. Yeah. You have it's so a manager, many people that aren't It's a manager play. statement. It's a manager Especially statement. Especially center. Yeah, it's a, it's a this is my team. But you don't, you, don't mm-hmm. need to, you don't need to do that to a guy that is actually going to help you. Like, there's no, like, Sergio Ramos not playing would have been an asset to that Spanish side. You would have subbed him on for the penalties, and he would have taken a panenka. Yep. No yep, doubt. Buried it. No doubt. Buried it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love I'm that. not even sure he would have buried it, but he's taking it. Isn't he, like, one of the... the, the he, he, he takes penalties for Real Madrid. Yeah, he's missed a few high-profile penalties in his time. But, okay. you know, okay. he does take them. He does take them. So, respect where it's due. You got any more, Patrick? Um, I had the uh, the back to back. I believe it was in the 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 uh, quarterfinals, the day that Spain and Croatia played, and after that, we were followed up by France Switzerland. Both games were being were sent to extra time oh. by late equalizers. Uh, that was one of the best days of football in quite some time. It was. We're getting into electric. game of the tournament. We're getting into game of the tournament territory, but I do agree. I think just that day was oh best that day in best day in soccer. Best day of my life. <laughs> Greatest day of my life. <laughs> Not a whole lot happened other than watching TV, but the memories will last a lifetime. Yep, hundred uh, percent. And then my last one, we'll end it on a light note. Uh, Dubrovka absolutely spiking the ball into his own net. I think that's an iconic own goal. In its in its After, individuality and uniqueness. He was, he was low key standing on his head in that game too. And then, yeah, you know, make, yeah, right. it's Jordan like, Pickford tip of the cap, making mm-hmm. the making his his gaff against Liverpool look a little bit more uh, acceptable. I'm surprised he didn't slot in the uh, the moment of you know psycho ass Pickford just talking about how it's no problem that he's got to go save a Jorginho penalty. Oh, no one's gonna remember Patrick, dude. The streets were, will. I, I I owe you an apology because whether or not he's the best goalkeeper in the best English goalkeeper. He is the best goalkeeper 
for the English side. And I don't even know if that's on the pitch, but just the vibes that guy puts out. I love the distinction there. He might not be the best English goalkeeper, but he's the best goalkeeper for England. Yes, 100%. Yeah, because I think he brings a different level of energy. Also, all of his his teammates are... uh, you know, often, you know, Mika knows they're doing holidays or working out. This dude's just like shirtless on some dude's shoulder in Sunderland. Like, in a Sunderland tent. Yeah, man. I'm pointing at the girl across the bar, hammered. Dude, and I can't I can't wait for him to just be just so bad. Actually, no, he'll probably be decent for a little bit, but he's he's gonna have a middle of the road season forever. And that's the best part, because he can go off to Everton and do whatever he wants, whatever the hell he wants. As long as he comes back to the England team, hoofs clearances <laughs> 70 yards into row Z and then just shouts a super loud apology at his center backs. I love the way he absolutely thumps his goal kicks and like takes like four steps after and just admires his work. The dude's just, you know, when they say like goalkeepers are built different, they're a little bit crazy. Jordan Pickford didn't read the rest of that manual. He's just like, got it. Understood. Put me in between the pipes, coach. I'm I'm ready. And And in a way, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's it's so beautiful to see. I kind of oh you know be I wanted to go be the keeper for Leeds. I think that would be electric. Him and Bielsa together. Keeper for Arsenal. No, no, I couldn't deal with that. Like is it, you know, Leno's not Leno's not perfect, but he's I mean he's got one or two just complete bonehead yeah. moves. Yeah, after the, after the summer, you need to come home to the, the steady workhorse. Right. Yeah, I need the night in night out guy, not yeah. the. Right. Yeah. There's. There's not the like that was that was a summer fling. Yeah. I mean, but Pickford, man, the dude, he's just uh There's 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 levels to. I I kind of I kind of think it's his job to lose in perpetuity, and I think that he has un he has unlimited credit in the bank of James. He can do no I, wrong. He can do I, no wrong. I think he could be you know playing in League One. In like forty six years old, still be the first choice English keeper. Oh, oh, we can only hope. And just playing uh, for just, a pub team. We mentioned it. We mentioned it offhand. I don't know if every listener is aware, but it's not going to get remembered on account of how the shootout ended up, and obviously Saka's miss immediately following. Jorginho, Ike's cold penalty taker for Italy, steps up to win Italy the PKs. Everyone expects it. Everyone thought it was over. Pickford's the one guy in the stadium who thinks he's got a shot and he's backing himself and he's saying out loud, no problem, no problem, <laughs> as Jorginho steps up. And sure enough, picture, Pickford pulls off one of the most amazing penalty saves I've ever seen yeah, to, uh, yeah. to keep it alive for one more round. God bless. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, uh, he just, he, he, and I, I honestly, I know like the, like, like Bruno's somebody who has the same, uh, Run out. take generally mm-hmm. speaking, right in broad strokes, right. And every now and again, he'll just run straight through one and smash it, and keeps the keeper guessing. Maybe keeps him leaning on in other situations. But it feels like the, the there's not that much power generated, and it's rarely in the corner on those slow ones where they just wait for the keeper to move. It's just and reading just, where to go. Yeah, he just held his ground long enough where he, you know, Jorginho can't stop his run up, and so he eventually has to tip his hand and. If the keeper doesn't move, you can react and, oh my God, I mean, my sweet chili, but the scenes when he like, because it was off the post and then it could have gone obviously in, it mm-hmm. bounced off of Pickford, it could have gone in off of that. Imagine the scenes if that happened, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the dude's, 
The dude's a legend. Yeah, uh, it's one for, the, will not, one for the archives. At this point, I can't I can't question his selection in the English mm-hmm. side uh, until he does something in a three lines kit that justifies. Oh, Patrick, we're gonna revisit that one when he's just howler week in week out for Everton because you know it's gonna happen, and that's yeah, the best I, part about all of this. Oh, oh, I, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. We'll see where. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know where Dean Henderson. What's his deal? Uh, where he is he going? Is he staying? Maybe we'll talk about that on mm-hmm. a later date. Uh, there's some other later people. Later date, Patrick. Nick Pope. Get a different mm-hmm. club, son, uh, if you want to be on the English side. But there's some other people knocking at the door. All not right. sure how uh, Aaron Ramsdale's even in the conversation on the side, but that's a. <laughs> there for vibes. There for yeah. vibes. Anyway, yeah. you touched on it, Patrick. Let's get our game of the tournament out of the way. Mine, and it may be yours, it's probably a lot of people's, Switzerland's comeback against France, because I'm still yep. sitting here to this day, on the 22nd of July, nigh a month later, still thinking that game didn't happen. You, you're it looking at happen. France. No, I'm, I just, oh, I just, just it, like it, the, it's unfathomable. It. It's unfathomable. You're looking at France, 3-1 up, 75 minutes in. They've just completed... A, a sweeping comeback after Switzerland missed a penalty is like, that's the story. That in of itself is a compelling game of football where Switzerland takes the early lead, misses a crucial penalty. France with a tidal wave score, three goals, one of which is an amazing worldie. goal from Pogba. Like, yep. absolute worldie. And then the unthinkable happens. And, and Switzerland goes on to win on penalties. Killing Mbappe, arguably the best player in the world, misses his penalty. It It had... It had everything. It had everything. This is, I'm not. I'm not like rooting for it or trying to make any sort of point. But I'm just curious. Did he receive, you know, racist abuse? That was earlier in the tournament, and he's France's golden boy. Uh, so I'm not sure he would have received. I don't remember like storylines, even little ones, popping up about that. I don't either. That's strange. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be great if he didn't. It just is. It just. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. really think about it at the time, and then obviously with recent events. Just kind of made me scratch my head a little bit, but yeah, yeah, no, that that was my game of the tournament as well. Uh, something I thought was so funny was, you know, Jaka and Pogba's, you know, not a direct one to one duel, uh, but the two of them I thought were both world class in a game, and I just found it funny that you put them in an environment where, uh, you know, maybe they fit the system a little bit better, maybe they're a little bit more mentally encouraged, happy in the side, and these two guys who've looked at times, absolutely lifeless playing each other in, in Arsenal and Manchester United kits, uh, just put on an absolute, you know, mm-hmm. punch-counter-punch show mm-hmm. uh, from their respective positions in a really epic... And it wasn't one of these, um, you know, obviously 3-3 game finishing on penalties. It's usually not going to be a cagey affair if it finishes 3-3, but France had 26 shots. You know, Switzerland on the back foot, but still put up 12 shots. It was a back-and-forth game. It was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was so high-paced. Uh, you have to think, I mean, obviously the penalty, but France France left a lot on the table uh, in this game. And so, obviously the shock, they were among the favorites, if not the favorites, to win the tournament at the at the outset. Um, mm-hmm. What a game. And like Never said, really seemed to have that consistent team-building mentality. You know, it felt like any time Switzerland came at them, their defense could have just split like a banana even though they had all that talent in there. They just didn't seem to have a very clear, executable game plan. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, they kind of, for me, they had a little bit of a FIFA lineup, you know? They just were like, let's 
put all this talent on the field, uh, and then hopefully you know Conte can can hold the just sweep hold the rest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you know you just had you know in that game you know you're starting like Adrian Rabio as like mm-hmm. a wing back, uh, mm-hmm. just like well you know I guess, but yeah, you have you know you can play Lucas Sissoko there, you know somebody who's capable of doing that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this team. They did they had like one outside back. Like where's Lucas Dinga? You know, you had you, you didn't they didn't build a team. You know, you're you're right. I'm just re- looking at the list. They just smacked the stars out there. Yeah, sort by overall. <laughs> uh, Lucas Hernandez could play on the Yeah. Lucas Hernandez can play on the yeah. fair enough. But that was your your game of the tournament too. Absolutely. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was electric. Uh honestly, I mean, I think it was a great final as well. Uh, I think it was a very. It wasn't necessarily one where you know so many chances and you're. Just oh, you enjoyed the final. I did. Uh, I thought with the final, it was it was a the, the, it was a palpable tension. You know, it wasn't a you know with France versus uh, Croatia. It kind of felt like a one A one B from the outset. The World Cup final 2018, mm-hmm. uh, and. Croatia just was happy to be there, and France should have won, and they did. And it was a good game, 4-2, a lot of goals. Um, Spurs, Howler, had everything. And it this really one, did. Yeah, this one was, you, know, you, you didn't, you, the early goal kind of changed things, but it didn't. You know, it, it, changed, it, it changed things with, with England in terms of what I thought they, oh, I uh, think what it their ambitions everything. were. Well, I, in terms of the tension, though, it wasn't, it, it, it never felt like, like if you covered up the score, I wouldn't have been able to tell you which team was going for it and which team wasn't. You know, I, it, it was because no. Italy wasn't panicking. Uh, England were going for it, but in, Italy were content most of the game and just chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away. Uh, obviously, I thought England could have got for it more, but I thought the final was excellent. It's always great when you can finish a tournament with a great final. Mm. Just you know, obviously, uh, a couple fantastic sides. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. close second was the final for me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, player of the tournament, Patrick, they gave it to Donnarumma. And I'm curious if you agree or disagree. No, I don't agree. Uh, I mean, he MVP of the final, Golden Glove, whatever you want to give him, sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't really remember him standing on his head. Yeah, And I, I feel like to argument... give it to a keeper, you know, it's like you're between the pipes. Is not a good enough reason. You're the, the, I, to give it to to to, to a keeper. Maybe it's unfair that he has a higher standard, but he obviously did his job and he did it well and was clutch in a, in a massive moment. As a you know, he's he's I young think, as well. He's in his very early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just secured a big move to PSG, which we'll talk about. But I think sure, if sure, you sure. boil it down this way, I'm playing devil's advocate, and I actually came around to him receiving this award by doing this mental gymnastics. Italy won two penalty kicks in a row, uh, penalty shootouts in a row. The semifinals and the finals, one against Spain, one against England. Goalkeepers win penalty shootouts in a very overgeneralization of it. And he made some key saves there and got them to those moments. So if, like, he's the player who's winning you the semifinals and the finals, he's probably the player of the tournament. It's kind of... The yeah, yeah I, could, I, can, I can rationalize that. Um, obviously, I think Jorginho had an incredible tournament if you were going to give it to... I, and, and that was the thing for me that was special about this Italian side was there wasn't uh, a one player or even a couple of players. I thought they were very, very well-rounded and um, cohesive side. So that mm-hmm. was that was something where it's difficult. I understand that it was difficult. Uh, push come to shove, if I'm giving it to 
uh, an Italian, probably giving it to Jor- Jorginho. And I don't think that there was another player in the tournament that really stood out for me, whether it was England or another side. You know, the, the, I, I agree. I'd be curious was, to know who you were. Like, right? If it wasn't England, about star power. Yeah, if, you know, let's, notwithstanding like clutch moments in the end, like if England wins that shootout, who's the player of the tournament? Right. It's a good way of thinking about it. Like, would they have given it to an England player? Because um, I, to your point, probably, I'd say. I, I think I think Sterling I think Sterling was amazing for England and you know proved doubters wrong along the way but I don't look at him as like he scored crucial goals for England you know Croatia and uh, Germany but I don't look at him as like light you know um, star Sterling power did. like yeah yeah um, it was it was all about solid team displays if he went far whereas Pogba was a strong contender but France flamed out in this round of sixteen so you can't really give it to him. Although I would argue if they made it one round further, he would have been a very strong choice. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, thought, I thought Harry Maguire had a phenomenal tournament as well. And right. It's tough to give right. it to a center back. But Defensive he was, he was, Yeah, he was phenomenal uh, for, for England. Uh, probably my player of the tournament for England. Like my English player of the tournament is probably yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I would have gone Jorginho, but I did um, Okay. You know, that's a fair enough point on Donnarumma. And this is an interesting one, Patrick. Young player of the tournament, Pedri, for Spain, who I admittedly need to watch more of to see the Iniesta comparisons. He's class. Um, Comparing him to Iniesta is lazy because Iniesta is a... a, might be one of the more underappreciated, you know, stars of his time. You think think Iniesta is underappreciated? I think in the comparison to, uh, obviously he played with Messi, um, and so you know a little bit in his shadow of Barcelona, and you always hear like Xavi and Iniesta, and they're both I think, obviously I mean it's not again another one that's not a controversial opinion that they're both, uh, you know some of the best players ever at their mm-hmm. respective positions, but I think that to you know those comparisons are. are are fine and fun, but oh, it's what know, it's what any fans and media do, does. Yeah, Ew. but it, it, had just a, a an innate ability, innate view of the game. Like there was, there was something. There's, there's. I guess there's rare, rare players for me that their uh, their technical attributes, their uh, you know football IQ, the grace that they play with, and the effectiveness that they play with all coincide. And Iniesta for me is that perfect blend of all of those things. Pedri is fantastic, but he is—he's um, a center midfielder who's short, who came from La Masia, which is where they're all short, and that's where they all come from. So short people the first are only from La Masia. <laughs> well, this is the thesis. <laughs> this is my central thesis. No, it's but like, like one of those it's like, strategies, like focusing it's like more on like an inverse, abilities. are you tall enough to ride this ride kind of thing. Watch um, that, you know, whatever that pep documentary is, Pass the Ball, Move the Ball. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, that Barcelona documentary. And they basically, they talk about like the, like La Masia's strategy shifted at a point from trying to compete physically with, uh, you know, look for physical attributes and look for technical attributes and IQ and things of that nature and not pay attention to size. Like Messi was, you know... It, uh, this is going to be bad if I'm wrong, but I feel like he had some sort of like uh, 
like growth syndrome when he was like a young boy. A deficiency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that was the case, right? I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. And man, you, you, you. I'm not going to give you a glimpse into some of the the ways I was thinking about phrasing that crossed through my mind as I was stumbling. I think I nailed it in the end. But in, in any case, the comparisons are lazy. He's a phenomenal player. I don't think he should have been young player of the tournament, but because I think there were um, better ones to give it to that made it further in the tournament. And Chiesa, for me, was was my young player of the tournament. I don't know if he qualified. How old do you have to be? Mason Mount was on the list. I think, how old is Chiesa? Mason Mount didn't go to the tournament. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. It took me a minute. Fair play. It took me a minute. <laughs> but I agree with you, and I said as much in real time. Um, you know, Chiesa's 23, so he might not have been eligible. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of felt like his the coming one for out me, party, Federico well, Chiesa. The Pedri thing's interesting, and I need to watch him more. And I know he kind of, this is a lazy soccer euphemism but keeping the play ticking over i feel like he does that in his role and obviously sees crucial passes he didn't get a goal or an assist didn't register either one of those and yet you know i think there is this kind of romanticism with the the next coming of the spanish central midfielder for me patrick it was damsgaard from denmark Mm, that guy rising to the occasion nobody Let's let's not lie. Nobody outside of the, the deep um, subscribers to So FIFA uh, knew who he was. So he, you know, he from the group stage in Russia, announcing himself there to the banger of the free kick against England in the semifinal. That dude for me had it, and he was providing mm-hmm. it, and he was scoring for a. I don't want to say overachieving team, but for a for a plucky Denmark team for sure. Yeah, no, that's a fair shout. I did a little quick little looking on Pedri, and I mean, I think yeah, for him to be a feature in the Spanish midfield, I guess I just, I, I, I might be I might be slating him a little bit, because he's, he is only 18, which I thought he was in his early 20s, so that's 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 a bit different, that hits a bit okay. different if he's doing this at 18, uh, and starting all six of those games, but for me, it's just, I don't I guess I just did, I'm, I wasn't overly impressed by the Spanish side as a whole so, for me, even if he's standing out, I mean, I did, again, they made this, the semifinals, so you know, feel free to crit- criticize that that opinion mm-hmm. but it, it, i don't know and, and maybe it's just the bar that i've i i, I unfairly hold for you know, spanish size you know given their success in the early the early 20 aughts um 2010s whatever you want to call it but no yeah, I, yeah fair enough but damn guard's good kiesa made the tournament the team of the tournament and pedri didn't so gotta feel like if he was eligible for young player he would have got it right uh, 23 yeah so it might be a little bit on the older side but can't you win like basically like 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 is it like Rashford's been like nominated for young player of the Premier League every year that he's been in the league. So I don't know how they really define these things. Right. Right. It is a little you, you know, age is relative, right? It's also just the yeah. number. I want to look that up. How to mm-hmm. define young player of the tournament. All right. Well, while you're doing that, Patrick, let's talk Golden Boot. And a name we're all familiar with comes out on top again. Cristiano Ronaldo by hook or by crook walks away with another piece of silverware at a tournament where, you know, take away Euro 2016. Uh, they didn't make a whole lot of a splash. And Ronaldo, he tied with Patrick Schick on five goals. And it was actually in the most squeaky ways. He had an assist that was the tiebreaker to give him sole ownership. And Patrick, his goal stat line of those five, three were pens. 
One was a tap-in off a Jota shot, and then one was a goal of the tournament contender. I can't think of a better Cristiano Ronaldo stat line, and I love the oh. guy. But it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, the tap-in, the Pinaldo, and the worldy. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's again, it, and, and that speaks to it, right? This wasn't a tournament of individual standouts. It was a tournament of, of, of you know, successful teams making their way and, you know. Sterling getting these goals, Kane getting these goals, you're notching them from here. And then and obviously there. Patrick Schick, um, yeah. he kind of announced himself, and he's already at Leverkusen, so I don't know if he's like do a bigger move than that, but obviously he had one of the best goals I've ever seen at the Euros against Scotland, which had a little extra oomph to it. A little extra schmang to it. Yeah, he's, what did he get? How old is he? He's 25, yeah. So, I mean, I think he's probably, you know, he, he's put the world on notice. He certainly did, or you know, the European world on those. I'm not, I don't know how many people in the whole globe are paying attention to him, but in the world of football, um, he's he's he said, "Hey, look, I'm here." But yeah, he's gotta he's gotta get to a bigger side uh, to kind of take that next little jump. But you know, he's played for he's played at Roma. Uh, he's 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 been around, so I think that he's got. Uh, you know, I want. I wonder if this was just you know, flash in the pan for him. Um, Could be, but he went for yeah. He's he's. I I would say he's been leveling up. I don't know. You know, he's played his last few seasons. He's played at Roma. Uh, he's played at uh, RB Leipzig on loan. Bayern Leverkusen recently, and he's 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 contributing. So it's interesting. I'm. It's one of those slow growth things where we might see him. Uh, you know, it's, what's that guy? Work. It's like Warwick Warkhorst who plays for Wolfsburg. Uh, I think he's a In Netherlands. Vanhorst, Dutch guy. Vanhorst, yeah. yeah. Um, just one of those guys that kind of pops up in the transfer window of like, who's going to pay forty million for this guy? And everyone's like, Yeah, I don't really yeah. want him. You know, <laughs> like, Arsenal. I, I think I him. may be of service. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our bit. We've done our bit, James. No, no, um, it's just the first one that came to mind. I did. I did find uh, that the young player of the tournament, um, twenty-two years at oldest, so Erika mm. Chiesa, ineligible for that. Shame that. Word. Shame yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Can't help but to think had not that been the case, I would have been correct there. Uh, what could have been? No, yeah. F- Foden, Foden. I think of all Mason the times Mount where, aside eligible. from a technicality, I would have been right in an argument. If I had a nickel, man. If I had a nickel, I'd have enough for soda pop. And with that, Patrick, mm-hmm. let's get off the euros. We'll close the old book on it. One for the ages. We look ahead to the World Cup. We look ahead to the Premier League. And obviously in the lead up to that, the exciting and energetic few months up until August 14th, is it? Yes, When's, when's, when's the curtain raiser? Curtain raiser, Arsenal versus Brentford. Mm. I cannot wait to have either be London crushed. Derby, Patrick. Another London or, Derby. Yeah, aren't we blessed? Or, if I'm not crushed, have inordinately high hopes being the only team sitting on three points, top of the league, See only from there. Refer to Arsenal versus Fulham, curtain raiser last year. We have I think Willian scored a free kick. Leicester in like 2017. No, Willian, Willian had two assists. Bamiang Brace um, <laughs> and Gabriel scored on his debut. Remember it like it was yesterday. Actually, no, it wasn't a Bamiang Brace. I think it was a Lacazette. Anyway, uh, in any case, yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they just want to get the shit out of the way, let Arsenal mm-hmm. 
you know, put on a show on Friday. I just, I'm just convinced that they're, they, they just try to piss me off and put as many weekday games as possible. Hopefully that'll tone down now that we're not in Europa League. You know, big brain move from Arteta, getting us back on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, just you need for, prime time. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Get the people going. Start flexing uh, yeah. that Peacock account. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Three weeks from Friday. We're going to get banished to the Peacock, nether, nether regions. I don't give a shit. I pay for it all. I watch the yeah, office on honestly. Repeat. Let me let me feel like I'm using up every dollar worth of my account there. But hey, let's put on our Fabrizio Romano, Romano caps. Let's get some here we go soon coming. We're gonna grade transfers that have already happened, and then we're gonna speculate on if these moves are actually gonna come to fruition. But let's do it a little bit of speed chess because I'm I'm keeping one eye to the clock, and mm. I want to make sure this is stimulating and swift. So why don't we kick it off? These are the ones that have already happened, Patrick. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to give me a grade. Let's start off with the one we're all talking about. Jaden Sancho to United. Yet to be announced. But I'm it pretty is official. sure. It is official. Website. It is official. But until I see him playing a piano, Patrick, in Old Trafford to a virtual crowd, that's when I really consider it done. Fair enough. Golden um, retrievers in tow. I would say this is an A minus. Mm. Yeah. Explanations? Or are we just going grades? I think I think a succinct explanation is solid. The saga is the only detractor from this. People yep. forget that you're bringing in one of the most sought after talents in Europe. He's 21 years old. He's an English kid playing at one of the biggest clubs in the in 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 the world, and certainly one where you wouldn't consider another one to be a level up anywhere else in the league. They might have just locked in a prolific English winger for the next ten years, oh. and people are talking shit about it because it took a while to get done. I gave it a B plus for those exact reasons, like the saga and the way it broke my heart last year. But you've just brought me back to an A minus, so credit. Kid's gonna be great. Credit. All right, this is a PSG trifecta, Patrick. Donnarumma, Sergio Ramos, Ashraf Hakimi, and I'm not even mentioning Gini Wijnaldum. They're building something saucy over there. Why don't we start with Donnarumma? I mean, I think you got to give that one an A+. I don't know how they poached the Italian. Italians don't leave Italy that easily. I mean, I know how they got them, but you, you, you take the Milan kid from from Milan uh, and you bring him over it, you know what they say I can't, you take a kid out of Milan we, yeah I can't I can't believe how easy this one was uh, to be honest and they got their guy for the future um, you know pass the torch Kaylor Navas and a little harsh on Kaylor yeah well they say they say it's like an open competition but it's it's, yeah, it's not it's, it's not no mm-hmm. no uh, Honestly, Ramos. would you rather be the club Sorry. keeper or the 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 league keeper for PSG? You mean um, cup? Cup, yes, yeah, cup. Sorry, I feel like you want to be the cup guy. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. not normally what you would want, but a PSG. I know, I know. It's yeah. strange because it's just going to be mm-hmm. such a walkover with this team. Like you know, they lose. Like the French league was always a given, and then they lose it last year, and you're like, you gotta lock this shit losers. down. Losers, yeah, losers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramos, um, I'd probably just give this like a just a just a B. You know, it's like just a he'll pair well with Kimpembe or I think Marquinhos even plays in the midfield now. The two of it them just yeah. seems like a it kind of seems just like a war chest move where you know 
yeah, it just kind of seems like a why. It's like that's not the hole you needed to plug. But leadership, winning, all of that kind of stuff that we talked about briefly with Spain, I'll just give it a solid B uh, mm-hmm. just due, due to the experience that he's going to bring and probably a cultural shift. He's got a two-year deal, I think. I find it hard to believe that they're not, they're not winning a Champions League with Sergio Ramos. Feels right. Feels right. Easy move to make, but one that might make dividends. Uh, and then Hakimi, who's kind of gone from like a deep FIFA cut to very much one of the best wingbacks, I guess you would yeah, say. So this, yeah, this guy's been at Madrid, Dortmund, Inter, and now PSG in what seems like the last like you know, 60 minutes. This guy's He's collecting all the around. infinity stones. Yeah, he must be. Um, I'm going to give this one a... Honestly, I think this is a little, little C+. Plus. I don't think... I mean, I think the kid's good. Uh, but I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think fullbacks change, change the dynamic all that much. And I think they paid a hell of a lot for a fullback. So mm. I'm not as much on board with this one. Not that I, it, it just, this, this one is just like a, a ridiculous, I mean, it's, it's kind of what PSG do, I guess, but. It's just kind of like a weird... Kind of a flex mode. Flex. Yeah, it's just like, okay. Y'all got <laughs> weird flex, too. but okay. Yeah, sure. Take yeah, a key. Yeah. You, know? yeah, you guys already got what you want. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweeten, the, sweeten the pot. Okay. Let's bring it local. Let's bring it domestic. We are prem to prem after all. Ibrahim Kanate to bolster Liverpool's defense. I don't know much about this dude. You know, I've read a little bit about him, but I've never like really... From RB Leipzig. Yeah, and he was in... Um, at least as far as like a transfer window and like um, value conversation, he was kind of in uh, Apumacano's shadow uh, as a center back, center back partner, right? Right. Uh, I feel right. like Kanate was kind of like the the second guy there, where he was just I didn't really hear a lot of noise, but like everybody's linked uh, to Apumacano over the last couple of years, right? right. He so, was kind of that second guy. Yeah, and so I don't know much about him, uh, but I'm still gonna give this a. Uh, a B plus because I don't think Liverpool recently don't have many misses in the transfer market. They're addressing a very clear need with a high caliber signing. Uh, And that need of course is depth at a position where they were famously thin last season. So maybe it's a little bit reactionary. um, And I don't know as much as I want to know about this guy, but he's, he's young. Uh, He should be a great partner for, uh, you know, Van Dyke. Um, and who knows what happened? I mean, Joe Gomez. Well, maybe he flexes out to the right. You move Trent into the middle. I think it gives you more flexibility. You may have. Uh, it's like, yeah. You may have just answered my question. Do you think he's going to be a starting center back alongside Van Dyke this season? I mean, Matip is like Matip and Joe Gomez really are really the competition there, and then obviously the young guys. But you'd have to think he's ahead of them. I mean, I. I know uh, I nothing against Nat Phillips, you know. Fees don't really matter for me in terms of like how I rate somebody. Like I've tried to move past that, but you know, I don't think you spend forty million on a on a center back. I don't think here's the I don't think Liverpool spend forty million on a center back if he's not in their immediate plans. Liverpool are a shrewd shrewd club, uh, right. and they don't they don't splash big. I mean, that said, I trust that um, uh, Klopp is going to. He he's going to ride the hot hand. He's going to ride the hot pairing. You know, I I don't think that the plan for for Pep this year was 
John Stones and Ruben Diaz. I think it was Laporte and Ruben Diaz, and he went with sure. something that worked better. So sure. this kid's 22. Uh, I, you know, 22-year-old center back in the Premier League is going to get caught out a few times unless he's you know, truly that guy. But I, I do think he is by, – by the end of the season, I think it is pretty locked in, like injuries notwithstanding. I think it's pretty locked in Kanate and Van Dyke in the, in the, in the center mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of splashing cash on a center back, let's bring it close to home. Mr. White, Mr. Ben White to Arsenal. That'd be an A-plus, right, James? What is there not to love about this one? Yeah, so talking about leaving the fees behind you, uh, I think there's a bit of an English tax here. Uh, I think there's a bit of a, I don't know what it is. I think every team... It's got a je ne sais quoi. Every team thinks that they can fleece Arsenal on ingoing and outgoings, and it seems to always happen. So, I mean, maybe they just should think that. Uh, but it, I, I think we're probably paying... We're paying ten to fifteen more mil, more than than I would want to pay uh, for somebody with his track record, uh, but I'm still giving this a, a, a B minus. Uh, I'm trying to ignore the fee for as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I did a little mm-hmm. bit more research once it seemed like and this is a this is one that's also not official, but it's a it's a here we go soon. It's a foregone conclusion. The guy is uh, pretty well um, pretty well appreciated by 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 Leeds fans when he was on loan there a year ago. And most of what we're hearing from the Brighton folks is that he was much better. He's much more suited to a back four than he is to a back three. And Brighton play back three. And so he didn't really stand out. He was, you know, but he still made the English side. So I, I, I really, I haven't paid much attention to him on the field, if I'm being entirely honest. Uh, but he is clearly somebody that Arsenal rate. He's somebody that Arteta wants. And better or worse, this is Arteta's arsenal. So I'm, I'm happy that he's getting the guy that he wants. He wants to leave out the door. I could go on for hours, but I'm going to take Ben White at face value, root for the kid. Uh, mm. You know, I, I I would love to have uh, you know a center back pairing sorted between him and um, and Gabriel at ages 24 and 23. That would be great to have. You know, locked mm-hmm. in. And so I'm I, working. Right, uh, but yeah, if our average age of our back line is going to be like 23 years old, you know, buckle up. We're getting this going to be another show. We're getting swifty. Uh, yeah, it's going to be another show this year. So. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could certainly downgrade that grade. You know, probably a full letter grade for the price if you'd want to. Uh, but that's where that's what I'm just if trying to must. ignore. Yeah, good, good <laughs> vibes only, baby. Good vibes only. I'm not giving Ben White a C. No chance. All right, no chance. That's our boy. That's our new signing. All right. And I don't know if it's just like his homies putting on for him, but everybody out of the England camp was like Ben White's impressed me the most out of everybody. That just kept popping up. And also, I think everyone's probably like, "What's your name? You the kit man? No. Oh, oh shit! You're on the team. My bad." And then, no, it's like, it's like, be nice to Ben White. You know, that's kind of been the directive to all the players. Like, oh yeah, he was really good in that drill. Yeah, super impressive. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, sorry, that was rude. No one's talking (laughs) shit about him. (laughs) Rude. Okay. (laughs) Last but not least, Patrick. Uh, Bubakari Sumare to Leicester City. A plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? It's all you need to know. Doesn't matter. It will work out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I might just slap him on my fantasy team. Yeah, you have to. And who's he? Uh, is, this, is this like a... Is this the sign that they're going to sell... Um, Indeedy? Indeedy for like $80 million? To, well, I mean, I'm to, sure it's if not this summer, it's like the chess move in weight. You know, like they've got the they got the rook pawned. Sorry, forked between two pawns. 
<laughs> Pawn between two forks. So the, the rook is the rook's forked between two, forked. Two, between two pawns, and if he were to move the rook, the the king would be in jeopardy. That's my mm. that's my take. That's fair, but indeed he's only um, indeed he's only twenty four himself. Obviously, Lester they, they 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 turn players over, and I think they I think that they could they could they could fetch, um, you know, the, if Declan Rice is going for eighty, let's, what's the, whatever the English tax is, take it off indeedy, and that's yeah. probably what he's worth. I think he's probably worth sixty five seventy. Um, if if Declan Lester Rice is really is like the the investment bank of the Premier League, they're like, so what are you gonna do with that money? And they're like, what do you mean? It's money, baby. <laughs> yeah, like they could. Yeah, making they, that profit. Yeah, they 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 could run a um they could run a reverse pivot with the two of them, uh and you know who knows what happens with Madison. I know his name's been talked around, but uh, it, it'll be interesting what else Lester does. But as always, this kid's gonna work out. Uh, they're always right, mm-hmm. except for maybe on Damari Gray. Heard he's coming back to the league. That'll be, be an interesting one to watch. Could be he's going to Everton though, so he ain't gonna be that good. No. He's going to partner up Andros Townsend in, in the Rafa Benitez experiment. Mm. Oh, my God, Rafa That's going to be Let's a go. flying team. Get All in. Right. Patrick, here we go. Here we go. Is it a here we go with these players? Are they going to go? I just need your gut instinct. These are some big names, so buckle up. Mr. Harry Kane. No. Stain put at Spurs. The price isn't I- right. I don't, yeah, I don't see Kane's desire to go abroad, and I don't see Livy's Livy's um, desire to sell him domestic. That's my honest opinion, and I think it could get ugly. But I also think Kane's got a lot of class built in, and I don't think he'd take it there. Yeah. So I'm no, he's not going to see how it plays out. He's not going to start slinging mud, and I don't think no. The I think the only unknown quantity here is how much absurd money is City willing to splash out. Like, does Levy have a price? Is the is the real question? Everyone has a price, Patrick, for literally yeah. anything. Yeah, That's my mantra. Does. That's my mantra in life. James, also, you know, if 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 um, if KS, KSE is listening, I almost said KSI, but if he's listening as well, if KSE is listening, you know, I'll take a cool milli a year, any job, just put me in the building. I'll make your organization better. <laughs> what kind of pitch was that? He's I'll just, take just, a million for anything. Well, I mean, they look, <laughs> but they're probably going to be like, "Well, what what roles?" Wait, say, what? Okay, <laughs> they'll say, "What roles would pay a million? And then we're just talking about player. Look, I'll put the cleats on, but I think my days are past me. Uh, and so then we're just talking about coach, we're not talking about backroom staff. You should so just look, be like, "You tell me, myself. you're the one with the money." You're like, yeah, this is the weirdest the- negotiation we've ever been. <laughs> Yeah, dress for negotiate for the job you want, not the job you have. You know, <laughs> uh, just send in my uh, my CV. I'll you know what? I'll I'll show them that I'll, I'll I've taken over Arsenal and FIFA football manager, whatever you want. I'll I'll do it in all 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 three PES the whole thing, and I'll show that I've kept Arteta in there, and I've done better. So okay. you tell me. Okay, noted. Uh, Super Jack Grealish. No, not this summer. I think that's all but confirmed. Um, he's got a he's got a pretty lengthy contract left. The the power Villa did would, too good last year, honestly. Mm-hmm. For him to Villa be are on, on the, the come up. Line. They just they they just brought in Buendia to add way more playmaking ability 
for Ollie Watkins to convert. And yeah, Ashley Young as well. Ashley Young, yeah, can't can't discount Youngie. Um, and yeah, to, to credit to Jack, I actually don't think he wants to leave that bad. Otherwise, no. you'd you'd see it more in the news. You know, I think he loves his no, club. I think, and yeah, I. He and also Aston Villa has spent are. spent a ridiculous amount of money over oh, the yeah. last several years. Like they're not a club that's shy on the investing and has low ambitions, and they obviously have illustrious history. So yeah. I think that you know he he could be immortalized at Villa Park. Uh, if he can take them to heights of, of, of yesteryear. And so I think that there's going to be something that's always kind of calling him. So I think that he's going to, I think he's going to feel it out for a bit longer. I, I, I don't see him even going next summer, barring a, a relegation mm-hmm. battle. And I don't see that mm-hmm. for them. Okay. Uh, Mr. Holland, Erling Holland. I think he stays put this year. I see a similar saga, saga to Sancho where he goes, Next year, though I don't, I think that next year it's going to be the inverse. Whereas, like, it's a little bit more affordable this year. There's no real competition. Sancho knows where to go. I think there's going to be a lot of teams in on on, on Erling Holland next year, and for a big, big amount of money. We and haven't I had a good he, saga. We haven't had a good saga yeah, in a long time. I think he's going to enjoy being the bell of the ball, and I think he's going to want to be wine dined and uh, other things. Uh, on his tour around Europe to figure out who mm-hmm. wants him the most. I think he'll be mm-hmm. several clubs in, in England vying for his work. Mino Raiola just eating all the scraps on the table in this oh, one and God. nine tour. God, I mean. Let them eat cake. Earth. But he gets his players paid, and he gets himself paid. And he is mm. he is a that, – that might be worth its own little deep dive, just the, the, the player power and the agent – uh, the agent control in the right. in the world today, right. uh, in, the, in the football yeah. world. But okay. no, I think next year it's going to be fun. PSG, uh, Real Madrid, the the Manchester clubs, the Manchester clubs, Chelsea, Chelsea, and probably a probably a wild card. I mean, Bayern Juventus. will be in there, but I don't know. He'll be looking there. Yeah. Juventus, you can't afford mm-hmm. Locatelli. Good luck buying Holland. <laughs> Thanks, Ramsey. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Uh, this is an interesting one, Patrick, and I wouldn't discount it straight away. Uh, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, so I, I don't think so. I don't think he leaves. Um, but he's whether we want to admit it or not, and I think a lot of people, I, I think he gets unfairly slated as well. He's a world class striker. There's plenty oh, yeah. of clubs that could be vying for him. Um, I don't. I wouldn't rule out. Uh, you know, a return, a return to Chelsea. I don't know if there's any love lost there, but it's it's a fit. Mm-hmm. I think it's an absolute fit. I think, uh, and I, and I think he could be a consolation prize in the early Holland uh, saga. Conte left uh, Inter. Maybe he feels like job's done, uh, but he seems content. So I, I don't think he goes. Uh, but this one, this one's definitely one to watch. He does seem content. My only thought is the longer these teams, and it, it sucks, kind of considering him in considering Lukaku to be a consolation prize, because he's certainly not that. He's world-class. But the longer these teams go without a Kane or a Holland, would any of them make a last-minute move for Lukaku to just vault them themselves into, like, a title discussion? You know? Yeah. And let's, let's, he's, he's, not, um, he's not past it. He's 28 years old, coming off an excellent season at Inter. He has the physicality and the experience to play in the Prem. And I think he's, he's, getting, he's getting better. Um, I do, you know, we, we do have the, uh, certain thoughts about the Italian league being a bit slower, maybe his, uh, 
his pace is 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 just a little bit different there. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he could he could certainly fetch a, a a decent fee, but I don't feel like it could be crazy. Like I feel like you could land him for like you know sixty to seventy. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. All right. I don't know. Maybe the just Inter. You know, I I would love a world where um, you know Inter and AC Milan have have reached their former you know glory days. But I know they just won uh, the title. What do they call it? The Scudetto over there, Scudets. something like that. Yeah. yeah, they got the Scudetto. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it has the same like uh, uh, kind of like stature. That not till they do it in Europe. Mm-hmm. Right, it, it 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 they don't feel like they have the same stature as they did to those teams in the early two thousands. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, this is an interesting one, Griezmann. Um, no, because who wants him? <laughs> I, I, Talk about uh, on the field, off the field, wages. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is like, well, Barcelona. I I don't. They might have to sell him. They might they have need to, to offload him. They have to like balance the books, uh, and so I could, but but I don't see him agreeing to less in wages. Uh, I don't know. I he's he's just a guy that kind of fits in that like uh, I don't want to call it wasted wasted talent, wasted potential, but he he's just a bit too casual for me, and I don't think he takes. Uh, he just, I mean, maybe he just doesn't work with Messi. I don't know because he certainly had he was class at Atletico Madrid for a while and was a prominent mm-hmm. feature of that French team that won the won the world cup but i don't know i just i just don't feel like he's um i just don't rate him i think as much as i used to and i, I, I just don't think he's desirable for the fee and the wages that he's requiring right it's like where would where would he go yeah barcelona's in a crisis griezmann and coutinho too you could have thrown in here where it's like yeah massive wages on the books and no one wants them or can take them yeah, um, and they got lucky. Uh, Messi won Copa America and agreed to a five-year deal at fifty yeah, percent wages. He's just he's just feeling good. Oh my god, he's like, yeah, I'm cool being a club legend. I got a Copa America. Let's do it. Let's ride it out. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Pe- let's see if he he's just like, let's see how good this Pedri kid is. Let's see if he really is as good as the next NES. And who knows, I might ride it out even further. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I love. But you you said it uh, offline. Messi not at Barcelona would just feel wrong. So I'm happy that he signed a long extension. No I think way that me too. A, a swan a swan song in the MLS I'd be fine with. Other than that, I would love it if he hang he hung up the cleats the cleats at uh, at the camp now. Would be cool. And that was it. Would be cool. All right, last one, Patrick. This one hits home. Paul Pogba. I don't think so. I don't think he goes anywhere. Uh, Mostly, I think it's due to this. Honestly, I, you're, you're going to like that I'm saying this. I think it's due to Manchester United's ambition. I think Manchester United, uh, you skipped over Varane here as well. We that's, a here to, we, that's a here we go soon, Patrick. I'm not, I'm not. Are we sure? Is it? Is it here we go soon? It's pretty much there. It's pretty much you, there. I'm going to go on you record. You don't think you're getting gazoomed? I'm going to go on record. There's no gazumping from everything I've read. There's no wow, there's no Gazoomp in play. I think that a Real Madrid Gazoomp is still in play. I don't think that like a Chelsea Gazoomp is in play. But I think that Real Madrid is not... Well, he said he wants to leave. Close. He's told them he wants to leave. We've heard that before, though, This just happened. Well, Patrick, I think we're in a different age of transfer news where I'm getting it straight from the tap. I'm holding my head to the faucet, and Fabrizio is just filling my belly with tweets. And so is it, is it a here we go soon from Fabrizio? 
No, I'm extrapolating that. Yeah, then that yeah, it ain't over. It ain't over. Patrick, I could, I'm in what's could called. You, I could see I'm in what's called the him. ninety. I'm in. I'm in the ninety percent club. I'm in the ninety percent club where I'm ninety percent sure it's happening. Here, and you're either with me or you're against me. Well, just just for the for the for the sake of healthy discourse, I'll be against you here. I could just see a likely <laughs> scenario. I could see a scenario where Fabrizio um, tweets, you know. Varane back to Real Madrid on a four-year deal, never in question. Real Madrid or Manchester United interest was there, but player always desired return to Real Madrid, and then just like nope. a handshake emoji. Just with be the, <laughs> then that's with that. The, just with contrary, the, with the white, contrary the white to everything. Gold. Yeah, yeah. Just like player was interested in new challenge, but offer you know loyalty well, to Real Madrid for anyone who's interested with Ramos gone or whatever. I could see that tweet coming out. Sure, sure. For anyone who's interested in the actual facts on the table, uh, <laughs> player details, contract details have been agreed upon. They've been agreed upon. Uh, he said politely, you know, he wants a new challenge in the Premier League and Manchester United's desirable. And now it's just up to old Woody. Well, I guess it's not Woody anymore. Murtaugh. It's up to him to uh, slide the cash over the table to Madrid. Yeah, so... Well, I guess, yeah. Maybe it's a new dawn in Manchester United, which I would absolutely hate. Um, there's, I, basically, when Manchester United figures the shit out at the board level, I'm going to regret Terrifying. all the times I felt sorry for you um, when Woodward was in charge. Well, let's, but, let's, let's separate friends and banter. Well, I have difficulty doing that. So we're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not a personal. The, the colloquial, yeah, the colloquial, the the colloquial you as I'm talking to Manchester United fans. Uh, the, but for but back to Pogba, uh, Manchester United has a decisiveness to this window that they have lacked in several windows past, and I don't think that they're necessarily done after Varane. And if they're able to bring somebody else, whether it's Declan Rice, Wilfred Ndidi, somebody else into the center of the park. Just how are they not title contenders? And for me, I don't think Pogba at Manchester United, not necessarily do his play on the field, whatever. I don't think that he is warranted a contract extension at the rate that he's going to go, the years he's going to go, kind of the turmoil that happens. Like it might be best to let him, just to let him go. And I think that just, you know, you don't want to let him go on a free, but you know what? What fee would you reasonably hope to get for Pogba, given his current situation? Yeah, uh, at Manchester United, his contract. Like, we're not talking more than thirty, forty million, in my opinion. No, 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 no. I think he could go for fifty. I think he could go for fifty. He's one of the, he's one of the best players. He's one of the best players in the world. That aside, I think you could easily when he wants to be. a deal for fifty. What's up? When he wants you, to be. What are you talking about? Okay. Anyway, the man agree, switched agree, off. Agree, he switches but, off. Agree to disagree. Well, I mean, you would argue that's because it's at United. I feel like that's the case to be made. Anyway, you could, I think you could fetch a fee for him, but you're right. There's three options on the table. Sell he's out him, of contract this summer, no? Sell him? No, no, he's out of contract next summer. So you sell him this summer. I mean, he's got, like, this is his last year of his contract. Correct. Um, okay. You agree an extension, option two, and option three is he goes for free. And I think think what's most likely is a short-term contract extension to secure future value. But I do, I do get the feeling that this is going to be where we're kind of in last dance mode 
where we're going to tool up, we're going to take a run at the title. And, you know, you can laugh at whether or not that's realistic. Um, but I think that's what they're going to try and do if they get Sancho Veron and maybe one more piece in the, cen- in the center of the park. And then he'll leave. I actually think he'll leave no matter what next summer. Like, even if we win the title. Like, I think it's just, this is like coming to the end of the road with Pogba and United. And it's just, are we going to take one more run at it? Yeah. I, I, my instinct on Pogba is that he leaves on a free next summer. And that's not to be insulting or anything like that. I think that, that is what Riola wants his like players, especially under Mina Riola, are starting to run their contracts out so that mm-hmm. you know the porky pig can get his cut of what would have been a transfer fee. Yeah. And so I, that is a new and it's that's not a it's not a slate against like haha you let Pogba go for free two times, which is objectively hilarious. But you, you, you it's just <laughs> I didn't even just think about that. Yeah, he's he's he uh, uh, you know what was his um who 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 else just went uh on a free of his of his that was a high profile guy. Uh, uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, can't remember. Was it Don Donna what did go on a free? Did he? I think he did. That might have been it. I can't remember. I can't. Yeah, it was a free transfer. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two year old Donna Went on a free from his boyhood club. Yeah, pretty and maybe nuts. She wasn't. Yeah, that's insane. You know, and so Milan can't secure that. Uh, I mean, maybe they're just like we're not going to worry about securing a goalkeeper at that value. But in, in any case, I just think that from Pogba's perspective, he's going to fetch the highest wages if he goes on a free. Because um, the agent is going to get the most if he goes on a free. And I think, honestly, just it would be. I I, I think it would be a good situation for all parties involved where. If it works out, you know, and you, you, you have a title winner or Champions League winner, you, you know, do one of those horrible things mm-hmm. and, you know, you can end the chapter on a positive note or re-up. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, it is what it is. So I, I don't and think, yeah, go ahead. I, I could totally see that happening. I could totally see that happening. And just to be clear, I would not feel betrayed or upset if we sold him this summer. You know, yeah. if the player wants to leave and we think we can fetch good value for him, by all means, I, do it. I do think there's this element of with the players we're bringing in, he's always wanted to see ambition. And, you know, that he Bruno Fernandez started to peak that um, watching these other players come in in, in through the system. Like when he's when he's on, he's 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 magical. And the he problem is, is completely in control. I think the problem that we're going to see, Patrick, if we get Sancho if we get um, Veron and that's it, I don't think you're unlocking too much as far as Pogba's actual place in the team and how we use him. Because his partner is not going to be Conte. It's not going to be a rejuvenated Matic. It's probably going to be McFred to some extent. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to see, unless it's just like he decides to switch on um, permanently. A proper holding... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that's a fair point. Whether he switches on, switches off, has the freedom to be his best player, whatever. Um, but he is. This is this is this is the the like you have to go for it with Pogba. If you sell Pogba this summer, I think that you have to almost double, like reinvest double into that. Like you need to mm-hmm. you need to get in um, that holding midfielder and then bring in another 
creative player, whoever that might be. I don't yeah. know. That would have to be the that would have to be the forethought plan if you do get rid of him because suddenly right. that midfield looking and, a little scary. Yeah. Granted, he was and playing for me, left wing for quite a while. And for me, and maybe this is the better point: whether or not you can fetch 60, 40, whatever the whatever the value is for Pogba on the last year of his contract. Uh, that's irrelevant. What, whatever you sell Pogba for this summer, I don't think you bring back somebody better than Pogba for this this year with that same amount, like that same dollar amount. I just don't mm. think that – I don't think you can do that. Who's on the no, market at $60 million No, is better we can, than Pogba. Yeah, yeah. And we can bring, we can bring it to a, to a close here, but one thought is like you bring in a player that's a retool and prepare for the future, which is like a Kamavinga, I think is his name. You know, it's like he's not going to have immediate Pogba – Pogba-esque impact, but it's someone who you're building a team around. Maybe it's... Um, yeah. That feels do... just like a, a cowardly move where I think that if you were bringing a Declan Rice after a Varane, you are you're a title contender in my book. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I fully agree. And doing like a Camavinga for Pogba doesn't... That kind of flies in the face of that for me. Hey, I'm just putting the options out there. I'm not saying it's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. What do you think? You, you, you think he leaves? Well, you said he leaves next summer regardless, so I guess that answers that. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay for one more season. Yeah. I agree. And then on the, on the eve of, like, the title decider game, and somehow it's a Manchester derby, Mino Raiola says he's in talks with Pep to bring Pogba to City. Yeah, it's going to be like Pogba yeah. and his brothers, like, watching a Real Madrid game on his Instagram. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, there's going to be some more shithousery. You can, you can bet your bottom dollar. Folks! Goddamn, that was a two-parter all-in-one. You got wow. your dollar's worth in the money that you're not paying us, but Spotify is not paying us either. Um, but hey, quicksolar.com plug. If you guys are looking uh-huh. to retool, retool your home, with the power of solar winds and sun, Patrick, that's how it works, right? Yeah, I mean, not the winds part, but go off, King. <laughs> Don't stop me when I'm on a roll. All you need to do is reach out to the folks at solar.com, tell them Patrick and James at Prem de la Prem sent you. They will hook you up with a sweet discount to get off that electricity bill and on to the solar bill. Just stop me when I'm wrong, but also don't stop me. So all you got to do, go check them out. Tell them we sent you. They're great partners of ours. And folks, thank you so much for listening. You know, we know we've been away for a while. Uh, the summer the summer gets away from us. We're coming back off the Euros, and now it's time to focus fully on the Premier League that is looming large. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, between now and the start of the season, when we're back to our normal cadence, we will bring you some great summer roundtable interviews. We're doing something a little different, but we will let you stew on it as we get it all sorted nice and cozy for you. Patrick, bring us home. Send us out. Man, we'll bring it full circle. This is about the length of the average Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Um, you know, if we took a look at his whole catalog, skewed shorter earlier in his career, we're averaging about two hours of film now. Uh, size skyscraper, I believe, is two hours, 14 minutes. So thank you again for spending the time with us today. Uh, Jungle Cruise comes out sometime soon, somewhere. Uh, please go see it. They're another great partner of ours here at Prem to the Prem. Uh, but until next time, looking forward to seeing you uh, on, on the next one. That's going to catch on. <laughs> uh.
God, I was so checked out. I was so checked out. <laughs> What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.